she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. originally planned the topic for today's episode, our 27th for She Leads, She Throws podcast, I had something completely different that I thought I was going to talk about. And, you know, I felt like it was the right topic when I planned it, right for when we are sharing this episode. But then as things often happen in my world, it became clear to me that something else is actually more important right now. So instead of what I had planned, I'm here to shine the light on an important topic that I feel gets overlooked in business, the topic of identity. You know, we see it show up in different ways, but I'm going to dive into it and kind of unpack it from a new lens, hopefully for you today. And we're going to talk about identity in relation to you in your business. Now, I likely talk a lot about identity as a coach, as that's my primary lens to consider identity in a business perspective. But please just interchange the word coach for whatever word resonates for you in terms of your business or your career. This is about identity after all. You identify what in what way works best for you. So welcome officially to a new episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host here in this wisdom space. And as a business and leadership coach and business educator, author, speaker, for a long time now, a couple of decades and counting. If you've listened to episodes to this point, then you know I have plenty to say about a lot of things to do with business, with the coaching industry and the broad range of things that are reflections of my personal and professional values. If you're new to Shalit, She Thrives, welcome. Delighted to have you here. And as you just heard me share, I have plenty to say. Uh, no warning labels required. I'm a philosophical deep thinker from way back who's increasingly intentional and determined to both create impact and leave a lasting positive legacy that contributes to the good of the world and her people. So let's kind of get started. Let's get right in and dive into identity. Now, I believe 100% that identity is a key aspect of self-leadership. You may have heard previous episodes, solo episodes, and even me reference around self-leadership at, at different times during the course of other listening things that you have, listening experiences where she leads, she thrives. I also believe that identity is a key aspect of business, and I believe that identity is not talked about enough. It's talked about in other or many different ways. I shouldn't just say other ways, many different ways, but not necessarily with a direct focus on using the word identity. Now, I've been interested in identity for a long time, perhaps even before, let me think from, actually, no, definitely before I started counselling in the 1990s and then art therapy in the mid-2000s. And you may have heard in previous episodes when I've shared the fact that I became aware of archetypes as a teenager. That was back in the 1980s, so here I go, aging myself again, probably way before many of you listening were even born. But libraries back then, if you, you know, if you, you kind of know about libraries from that time, 
bear with me. You'll probably have a laugh at this. Those of you that don't know what libraries were like back then or don't even know what libraries are like these days, just listen for a moment. Got a little story to share with you. Libraries back then were full of books. And if you were lucky, the libraries had access to something that they called microfish. Yeah, not F-I-S-H. It was spelt very differently. But this was a system whereby books and texts of different kinds were captured on transparent kind of cards, if you like. And you put the card into a machine that magnified it so it could be read. It was so modern back then. Yeah, who'd have ever thought we would be um, where we are now? So, you know, so archaic, really, if you think about that back then, which was modern, but archaic in these days, considering that in the reality, in today's world, we nearly all have access to multiple computers. You know, we have our desktop, a laptop, a tablet, a smartphone is almost pretty standard for a lot of people. And that's for internet-enabled devices, items each potentially. So back in the, you know, back to the 1980s and my birth of interest, could you say, I guess you could safely call it an obsession at times with human behavior and human interaction. It was a big deal at school back then to give up your lunch break, to sit in the library trying to research something. Not like it would be these days, you know, Googling in between chats with your friends about whatever latest thing is on trend, watching TikToks or whatever, I don't know, youngsters do these days. Um, But identity is a key aspect of human behavior and interaction. And right back to the early philosophers, like it feels like a, what, bazillion years ago, the questions of who am I, what is my role or my purpose in the world were posed. And for all the years since, we have individually and collectively attempted to answer those and other associated questions. But, you know, what does identity have to do with business? Well, short in answer to short, short answer, that's what I'm trying to say right now, a lot, Yeah. If you've been been in business for even a hot minute, you've heard someone say something like, to connect with your ideal clients, you need to know who they are. This is identity. And you may have heard, you need to know who you are. This is identity. And you will have heard, you need to know what is different and unique about you, or the term unique selling point or point of difference or anything along those terms, all identity references. You'll have heard people talk about shifting their focus in business. That's identity related. You know, the, um, what was the trend word from the 2020 and even into 2021? Pivot business, pivot myself or pivot what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. Those were all identity shifts, whether that be for the business or the individual or for both, really both. And you'll have heard people talk about niching or niching as is often pronounced in different parts of the world, identity related also. And you've likely heard people share about not knowing, so not knowing who they are, what they do, why they do what they do all identity-related concepts and a little bit of kind of identity questioning or crises potentially going on there. But identity infiltrates everything in life and business. And when we have a shake-up in our life or business, we can find ourselves in a state of true identity crisis. So if I put my kind of counsellor therapist hat on now, identity crisis is far more common than people realise and it has different degrees and different impacts for individuals. And if I think about some of my own lived experiences, I know as one example that uh, your identity crisis was true for me when my marriage ended in 2019 and I'd spent the entire of my business to that point building a brand and business using a name that I no longer resonated with. And with this not knowing kind of how to move forward with that disconnection from that name that I was well known for, you know, there are still hundreds of interviews, recordings, and all kinds of things with that name out there in the world. And it was almost like I needed to, you know, start from scratch. And that's how it felt. And I literally spent an entire year feeling puzzled as to what to do about it and how to make a change. Because 
every cell in my body and my entire soul being was saying I couldn't go on with that name any longer. You know, I'd published books by that point in time. Now, the solution ended up being quite easy once I got to it, but the reality was that the whole identity crisis phase was a good year of feeling puzzled and not knowing and feeling uncertain. And I know from that perspective, I definitely had moments where I drew back from the work that I was doing. I um, you know, stop myself from putting myself out there in the way that I had been previously. I resisted doing speaking in different levels because I just kind of didn't want to add to more content with that name that wasn't me. And so I can have so many impacts. And I'm sure that you've lived through identity challenges or changes or updates or shifts or crises in your own personal life and in your business. That for me was a personal one that infiltrated into every aspect of my business. But even businesses on their own have identity shifts, changes, and crises. If you've ever rebranded to a new business name or adopted new brand from a visual perspective, both of these are identity-related experiences. If you've ever been in a, a workshop or perhaps at an event or listened to a podcast, a book, or something like that, been in a conversation and heard something that had you questioning who you are, who you believe you are, what you believe or what matters to you most. Yes, these are also identity-related experiences. Identity is everywhere. It's infiltrated, infiltrated into all aspects of human being. Identity is how we relate to others. You know, we ask things like, what do you do? Where do you live? Where are you from? What do you like to do in your spare time? Do you have a family? What do you, did you study? Um, what do you do for work or in your business? Every single inquiry about another person is identity related in some way. Now, our answers give others a framework to make sense, you know, through their own personal lenses of who we are. Now, they form an identity for us, these individuals that may be interacting with us. Now, sometimes it's reflective, that identity, of the identity that we also have for ourselves, other times not. Um, you know, just recently I was watching something, I think it was on Binge, I can't remember the exact name of the show um, or you know, what the context of the character was, but it was something that I was very familiar with and I have, you know, we will all be able to resonate this with this. So one of the primary characters on the show was overheard making a judgment about a group of people who were visiting a particular venue where this individual was working. You know, and as he watched them walk up to the venue, he made a decision that they would be difficult to get on with based on how they looked, what they were wearing, and the looks on their faces. And those references were made by this individual as in, you know, what they look like, what they're wearing, and the looks on their faces. There was comments about, oh, they don't look very happy. You know, some, they look miserable. Now, the individuals in question that had been judged turned out to be welcoming, polite, grateful, and some of the best visitors ever to this venue. And the judgy character was quick to say he'd never make judgments based on how people looked again. But we do, don't we? Like we do make judgments based on what we see, what we hear, and what we hear from people directly, but also what we hear from others about individuals or groups. And we define someone's identity based on what we see, hear, and experience. That's just part of being human. It's a part of human nature and character. So why is this important for business? Well, I feel you want to be the one guiding the narrative with a strength of confidence that is hard to challenge. You know, there's always someone who could get things wrong and not completely understand. But better you have shared your truth and reality than leave it completely to guesswork. Well, that's how I see it anyway. I want to be and 100% am guiding the narrative about what I share with the world. I'm not 
here to share a half-truth or a mistruth or a um, calculated or, um, yeah, I don't even think of the words really, but, you know, a held back version of me. But at the same time, there are some things from a business perspective that are not appropriate to share. And I see examples of that all the time. But when someone doesn't understand what you do in business, I would encourage you to see this as a, and a gift and an opportunity, both of those things, and an opportunity to challenge yourself to get clearer. And then once you have the clarity, share what you know. Make it as easy as possible for people to know you and your business, to know who you serve, why them, and the outcomes that are possible. This way people can literally identify with you, identity being, and I, you know, identify, I should say, being an identity-related word. Or they perhaps won't identify with you because you're not a good fit for each other, which is another gift when someone knows in this moment that you are not for them or they are not for you. Yeah, That's a great thing rather than trying to guess whether it's someone that you want to invest in to work with. Now, this week I've been hosting a live experience. It's the first time I've hosted Thrive as a Coach and I've loved every moment. It's a lead into registrations opening for the 2023 cohort of the Thrive Factor Coach Self-Leadership Coaching Certification. That opens Monday the 27th of March, which is coming up very fast for this year and will be open right until our welcome call for new students, which is later in April of 2023. So in the second session of Thrive as a Coach, we explore the theme of identity and specifically identity in relation to you as a coach. So I wanted to share some of that content with you in today's episode, just to deepen or extend, if you like, the conversation about identity. So first up, in this session in Thrive as a Coach, I pose some key questions about identity. You know, the what feels to me like an obvious one, you know, what is it? What is identity? Why is it important for myself, for my clients? What role does identity play in coaching success? You know, why do I feel or how do I feel, I should say, what do I feel about the term coach? What about coaching to describe what I do or will do in the future? And while I'll mention in a moment, you know, one of the, I guess, definitions for want of a better word about what identity is and the way that I would define or understand identity, in relation to the question, what role does identity play in coaching success? A huge, huge role. We, it plays a huge role in the success for any individual in business. Coaching is not excluded from that at all. And in the context of what I'm going to share moving forward, hopefully you'll be able to better understand how and why. But at this point, I want to share with you a description of identity that came from psychology today. And they shared that identity encompasses the memories, experiences, relationships, and values that creates one sense of self. The amalgamation creates a steady sense of who one is over time, even as new facets are developed and incorporated into one's identity. So I think the key words that jump out for me there are sense of self. You know, it is sense of self in terms of our own identity, but also, as I mentioned earlier, identity is from an external perspective, the way that people have a sense of who we are. Now, when I'm thinking about how I would look at identity to get myself, a, I guess, a better understanding of what is it, what contributes to it, I look at three different layers, if you like, or three different lots of, of influences. There's the demographic aspects. These are factual aspects such as, you know, gender, age, race, education, job, relationship status, those kind of things, facts about us, irrefutable facts about us and who we are. There's also the influence of the psychological factors, our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs, 
And then there is a layering of our lived and learned experience. I use that phrase a lot in in sharing on the podcast and all my teaching, but it is something that is so important to understand and to recognize the value of both our lived and learned experience, not only the value of it, but its influence on who we are. And those things definitely influence our identity. So recognizing yourself as an individual who has a unique skill set, lived and learned experience, values and beliefs is paramount to being able to identify as a coach or mentor or whatever your role is in the world. And identity is also key to thriving as a coach or thriving in your business as it ties directly to personal brand and USP or unique selling point or unique selling proposition, bit of kind of marketing jargon in there for you. So I pose this question to the group in Thrive as a Coach, like who could you be as a coach or someone that's helping individuals? And I encourage those that were joining me live for that experience as I'm going to encourage you to consider what personal values will also or do also influence the way that you work with clients. You know, if you're new coming into coaching or mentoring or that kind of one-on-one support with individuals, then think about it in terms of your future clients. As a coach, what kind of values from a personal level can you bring forward that you will bring forward? If I think of some examples for myself, freedom is an incredible value for me. It's inherently part of me being a liberator engineer. That's one of my four Thrifator archetypes. And freedom is something that's talked about for a lot of people. But for me, it's like breathing. If I don't feel free, like nothing is flowing in my life. It's a really intrinsic personal value, but it's also a professional value. Integrity is another one. You know, what integrity, what does it mean to be integrous? You know, to have integrity, to to live, to lead, to learn, to exist in the world with integrity. Integrity just flows through into every aspect of my life and my business. So these personal values are not isolated to my personal life and world. They come through into my business. And that's a very important thing to consider when we're talking about identity. Now, another way I absolutely adore reflecting on identity as a coach, and this is relevant for your life too, is through the lens of the Thrive Factor archetypes. And if I think about my Thrive Factor archetypes, my four archetypes, then I can see by looking at the skills and the personality traits and the different strengths that each of those archetypes bring. As a coach, I can then define in a very expansive way what it is that I offer. Yeah. And so if I look at it as a coach, I offer a unique blend of vision, strategy, trust, and ability to see and move towards what is truly possible in a futuristic kind of a way. That's directly related to my visionary creator archetype. I also offer wisdom, knowledge, and ways to turn this into profit and purpose. That's my mentor teacher playing out and just expressing true to type. I offer unwavering belief, motivation, and ability to see your potential and cheer you to rise to it, possibly even expand it, which is very inspiring believer. That is my inspiring believer archetype at play there. And also as a coach, I offer alternate paths and personalized solutions that lead to ease, which is my liberator engineer doing what she does best. So if I take those four archetypes and those parts of who I am, I can easily understand what's unique about me in terms of what I offer to my clients in whatever context, whether we're talking about actual coaching, business and self-leadership coaching, or we're talking about teaching and being in the principal of Thrive Factor School and guiding students through our coaching certification. Now, this 
getting to know who you are through the lens of your archetypes is something that I do teach in the Thrive Factor Coach Certification because in this experience, we don't just focus on the archetypes, on profiling clients and coaching them through the lens of their archetypes. I also teach a lot about business in this space. It, you know, would be 100% a waste of my extensive business mindset, money and marketing expertise to not share that for our student and coach community. You know, one of the big drivers for me is to see you succeed as a coach and as a businesswoman when you're part of our community. It's incredibly important. And if I can somehow support you positively to thrive as a business owner and as an incredible coach, and you happen to also be using the Thrive Factor framework in your coaching, then that is just made my entire world. So another identity consideration comes through the lens of your unique attributes and skills. So there's some other questions that I posed in the session that we did for Thrive as a Coach. And I asked you to consider questions like, what unique skills do I actually have that possibly support others? What past lived and learned experience make me one of a kind? What values are most important to me? Like I've shared a little bits about these before. These are really great questions to ask. If you want these questions, any of them that I've shared today, I hope you remember if you've listened to episodes before, if you're new to this, we share a transcript in the show notes so you can go and get access to the questions there. Other questions to ask, what do you, why do you want to help others? I think that's such a key thing. You know, coaching is a helping profession if you want to look at it like that. So why do you want to help others? Why do you want to help or guide or who do you want to help or guide or support the most? Why them? Like what is it about those individuals that or groups that is really resonant for you? And the kind of bonus question for this is that if you do know your Thrive Hate archetypes, consider what they affirm about who you are. Now, just as a side note here, I will add, and I'm sure I've shared this before in previous episodes, uh, particularly the one where we talked about the archetypes, which was right around the start or like kind of the end of 22 going into 2023. And I introduce you to all 12 Thrive Head archetypes. But the way that I teach the archetypes and the way that we work with them when we're coaching is that each archetype has its own inherent strengths and each archetype has its potential challenges that can become actualized. Yeah. This is not a definitive, this is all you are. There are a lot of frameworks, assessment pieces or tools or personality profiling things out there that are very much, this is all you are there. And I can understand why people are resistant to using some of the different things that are out there in the world because they feel kind of caged in or boxed in or limited in some way. That's not how we work with the Thrive Act archetypes. We use this as a launch pad to go, this is who you are in this moment based on what we know about the archetypes and what we know about them individually, what we know about their interaction with, with each other. But this is a springboard to who you could be. It's a very expansive kind of experience. So you know, this is a great way for you to gain identity clarity. And with that, you'll be able to articulate to the world exactly who you are, what you do, why it matters and who it's for. So your uniqueness, I've, I've mentioned this really already, is your ultimate point of difference. So at this point, I want to make some or share, I should say, some valuable and truthful assumptions. And I shared these in this second session of Thrive as a Coach where we focus on identity. I'm not really a big one for making assumptions, but at the same time, this was relevant to do so. Now, there is 100% a place for you as a coach in the world. Yeah, I want you to know that. There are clients looking for your uniqueness. They don't want to work with someone who looks and sounds like everybody else. 
the average human being out there wants something that's different. And I think there's a part of most of us that wants to work with someone who's really different to the kind of everything, the vanilla kind of looking everything and everyone looks and sounds the same people that are out there. There is a market willing to pay to work with you and learn from you. Yeah, know that. Coaching skills at a depth of personalization often missing in other professions and industries. So there's plenty of professions and industries out there where people get to work one-on-one or in groups with, with different people. But when you add coaching skills, like true actual coaching skills, where you have been trained in coaching skill and methodology, there is a different way that you can work with someone. As I said, as I, said I describe it as a depth of personalization that is often missing and leaves other experiences often feeling very empty and like they didn't really lead to an outcome. And I also want you to take on this truth, this valuable truth that coaching is a forward momentum, collaborative way to work with people that propels them towards success when done right, when when there's actually ways that you are using um, to work with clients. So your identity as a coach or a business leader or a woman in business or an ambitious soul in business or in service is found at the intersection between two key parts. You've got your skills, your lived and learned experience, so all those attributes of your identity as an individual, plus your coaching skills, the methodology you're trained in or learned, and a proven framework. So those things coming together create, as I say, an intersection. And when I visually imagine this, I literally look at those two pieces previously like gifts, like a present all wrapped up. But when we merge them together or we intersect them, it becomes a treasure chest. It's kind of a a different expression visually than it is when you've got two lots of gifts coming together, merging together. So the treasure chest becomes the intersection of who you are and your coaching gifts, the skills, methodology, and framework. And this is what will set, set you apart or stand you apart from others, you know, others out there coaching or doing what you do. You know, there is no other soul like you. And that's the most incredible thing. I shared in the Thrive as a Coach session on identity, the reality that it's not uncommon for me to have women in my coaching groups, uh, in my coaching programs, probably more so, but also my masterminds and other groups on retreat where they have exactly the same archetypes. That's not an uncommon thing. But the reality is that those two women with exactly the same archetypes are not the same person because we, when we look at purely the archetypes and we don't take into context the lived and learned experience, we're missing that individualization or that personalization of who you are in the world, your identity in the world. So when I look at kind of this intersection, how these things to come together, We want to take into account, yes, that lived and learned experience, other qualifications that you may have, values and belief. And then if you imagine it like a piece of a puzzle, like there's a puzzle with four pieces and each of those has its own piece. And then we add coaching in. It's like completing the puzzle. All right. So I want to share a couple of examples with you about where coaching from an identity perspective can really help someone to build confidence, to gain clarity on who they are, and to be able to describe themselves and what they do and the outcomes that they experience with their clients in a different kind of broader and more concrete way. So these are examples that I also shared in Thrive as a Coach. And it was leading into the fact that in the third session, we talk about framework. And in this instance, I will be talking about or did share about the Thrive Factor Framework. But these two examples come from real clients of mine that I've had in the past, Most, both of them many years ago. Now, neither one of these individuals 
uh, actually qualified or I should say certified and licensed Thrive Factor coaches because these experiences of working with them was long before I actually offered a certification in coaching. But the first one was a health professional. Now she had formal industry training. She had a decade of expertise in her industry. She was finding clients though weren't committing to their treatment plans. A treatment plan was a terminology or language that was appropriate for her to use in relation to the qualification she was and the role she had as a health professional. So she was feeling incredibly frustrated that she had no way to identify kind of what was contributing to the client's behavior. You know, why weren't people following through? They come and paid for her for the sessions. They've got the treatment plan that they said they wanted. They told her that they were motivated to make change. They wanted to experience different aspects in their health. And yet they weren't taking action on anything that they had been defined in that plan. And she couldn't understand why. You know, she was feeling like they weren't getting results and feeling incredibly, I said, frustrated, overwhelmed, challenged by all of that. Now, she went and did add in a coaching certification to her existing qualifications as a health professional. And by adding in that coaching expertise and an actual framework to work with people, she gave herself a reliable way to work with a client from a mindset and behavior perspective. She had ways to have conversations with, to guide, to understand, to highlight, to illuminate things within her clients for themselves so that they could understand what was going on and make more conscious choices. Now, a similar story is with a client I had who was a money professional. Again, formal industry training. She had more, she kind of had more like 13 years of expertise in her industry when I was coaching her. Her clients were doing everything but following the guidance that was provided. Yeah, she was feeling like like the health professional frustrated And she just kind of didn't know what to do with it. Like what was contributing to the client's response and behavior? It was puzzling her so much and creating a lot of energy drain and distraction away from the work that she's kind of here to do in the world. Again, she did add in a coaching expertise, so a coaching certification, had a very defined framework to use and gave herself, like the health professional, a reliable way to work with clients from a mindset and behavior perspective. Now, what this led to for both of those clients was that their their clients got results. They actually got sustained results, sustainable results. That led to more referrals to their businesses and just like the whole kind of thing. But more importantly, I think from an identity perspective, what happened was that they were able to really own who they were. They were able to see the value that they provided. They were able to articulate the difference that was made in their clients' lives, that they were co-contributors to, if you like. Their difference made wasn't because of them. It was a part of like how they worked with the client. So very, very cool. So a final couple of reflections, though, before we wrap up for today's episode. Now, if you're not already a coach, I invite you to write down three things that you can see yourself integrating. You throw three ways that you can see yourself integrating coaching into an existing business or choosing coaching in a future business or a role. Yeah, so you might be in Korea and not in business like a lot of our listeners are, I'm sure, but you could see how coaching could fit into that. But if you're already coaching or mentoring, then think about your identity through the lens of these questions. Do I actually know who I am? Do I know who I serve? Is it clear to others who I am? Is it clear to others who I serve? Are the outcomes, results, et cetera, clear to the people I want to serve? Is it clear what matters to me most? You know, does my message and brand tell people exactly what to expect or is it confusing or puzzling or there's more questions for people than there are answers and clarity? 
And how often do people get it wrong in relation to what I do and who I serve? Those are really great questions to ask and to reflect. You know, as I said, I talk a lot about looking at things through different lenses. These lenses, this, these questions are a lens for you to really challenge yourself to better understand how much you have clarity in relation to your identity. So use the kind of questions to guide you to a greater sense of identity clarity and know that using a framework or a system like the Thrive Factor framework, one that is focused on personal and where relevant business identity and draws on psychology as its foundations can be a true game changer in your business. It offers you a self-leadership reference point to use for yourself in business. So knowing my archetypes and sharing through the lens of each of the four of them means I don't question who I am or what I'm here to contribute, this is me. And any additional self-leadership related learning is like an icing kind of cherries, toppings on top of the metaphorical view of who I am. It also offers you a self-leadership reference point to use with your clients in every interaction with them. So in every coaching experience, I have an opportunity to reference a client's archetype or archetypes. And with that, I illuminate her strengths, support her to navigate potential and actualize challenges, coach her to meet and rise up to share her innate potential. This is kind of limited opportunity. There is limited opportunity, I should say, to, to forget who you are, limited chance to abdicate from your innate wisdom and potential and the gift and opportunity to know without question, this is who I am. It's such an incredible gift when you have that kind of a framework or a system to work with. Now, when you have that kind of clarity and confidence, identity becomes your guidance system, your compass, your anchor to what's most important, tethering you to identity instead of holding you back or holding you down. So I hope that that's got you thinking about identity as I, I, I don't imagine that if you've been in business for any amount of time that you have not recognized identity showing up. And I've given you some examples today to think about that. It really is in everything, but we just don't necessarily refer to it as identity. But thanks so much for listening to my musings on identity. It's been fun as it always is to create and share this with you this week. If you want to tune into Thrive as a Coach and learn more about the Thrive Factor Coach Self-Leadership Coaching Certification, which is, I have discovered through some research this, this in this last few weeks, the only one and therefore the first of its kind in the world, then use the link that I will have in the show notes to sign up and get access to the session recordings. I'll also send you updates on the certification um, enrollment dates that are upcoming and into the future so that if you are aware of what's coming up and when, right? So we are only taking 10 students this coming April. This is an important feature of the certification, uh, the intimate personalized space for you to learn and expand as you lean into and embody your identity as a Thrive Factor Coach. And at this stage, this may change because things do change, but at this stage, this is the only cohort for 2023. So it could be an ideal time to add Thrive Factor Coaching to your repertoire. So if you want to know more, definitely, as I said, sign up, get access to the Thrive as a Coach. It'll give you a lot more information, but also you're welcome at any point in time to reach out via email to hello at thrivefactorco.com. If you have questions about the certification or working with me, my team and I are always delighted to hear from you and happy to answer any questions that come through. But for now, before I come to my official sign-off, that's kind of it for today's episode. I will be back next week with a new guest, Susie Martin. So when we recorded Susie's episode to share with you, it was a couple of months ago. It was before she got married. So she's had a name change. Susie Quafer was what she was referred to previously. She's now Susie Martin. Um, she's a fellow coach has a lot to share about the shifts and changes in the coaching industry like I do. Our conversation, as I said, was recorded a few weeks ago, super fun, insightful, inspiring. And I know you'll love hearing about Susie's personal evolution in the three or so years that I've known her. It was a real 
really, truly an ideal episode to flow from today's focus on identity. So I look forward to sharing that with you. But as always, beautiful soul, be you, shine bright, claim all of who you are, share it with us so we can get to know you, so we can really identify with who you truly are at the, you know, in the most beautiful, aligned, magnetic way. And always remember, you were born to thrive. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 